It is. Okay, so just for a second, I want to just illustrate the partnership that this church has with Pine Tree, and Matt was talking about it. And I started to think about how can I really say it? And then I was overwhelmed as I started trying to list staff members, like the number of people who have grown up here or who now go to church here that have been on the summer staff. I thought about just all the families. I'm just looking out there. I've seen you on registration Sunday somewhere in the last 15 years with your kid or grandkid. And you had a problem that day and you were hot and sweaty, but it's because you're an adult. The kids don't care. But just real quick, just to illustrate the partnership, And I just looked through the pictures that I have, so I know that there's more. But I wanted to just show you some. So we're going to click through these real fast, and then we'll get to the lesson. But I'm here today to say thank you. Thank you for the partnership that you share with me, with the other workers at Camp Deer Run. Thank you that this church has continued to support this mission. So we're going to play a game real quick, because we're going to act like children today. Anybody have a guess of who that is? Neil, that's right. That's Neil Venable. You know, the Bible said that David was handsome and ruddy. There it is. Uh, We should just leave that up for a while. But we can't. We'll go on. Anybody know who that is? Mary Lynn Hemphill. How about that fella? That's Jody. And that's also his brother Andy and Pete. But Jody's the one in the middle there. And the next picture is also Jody on the far right. It's a little hard to see. He hasn't always been as distinguished as he is now. That's your preacher. All right. What about that guy? Adam. That's the summer Adam and I met. I don't remember him looking like that. (laughs) What about this guy? That's Cade. He's in the Texas Ranger hat and then on the far side there. And that happens to be my older brother, Sam, dressed up like an alligator. Um, and what's cool is Andy Garner, Jody's brother, has worn that alligator suit. And someone last summer wore it. So all kinds of weird traditions. Who's that? That's JD. That's Joe David. And that happens to be me beside him holding a dead chicken. What about these two fellas? They're new to our church. As Briggs and Slade, looking very young. And then there is uh, Matt and Erica. Hey, I know her. So now I'm just going to keep clicking through. The game of who's that is over, but uh, that's, that is Don Venable, though. Camp has been a huge part of this church. And there's a picture of Seth Rogers. There's a picture of Jillian and Reese. So many of you have brought your kids to the woods at Camp Deer Run because I think you understood, or maybe you experienced for yourself, how important it was to meet God in this special way. I do have to pause. That is Doodle, or you may know her as Kristen Spencer, right there with my other brother. And there's the Duvals. (laughs) That's a really funny one. The creek was deep at that moment, by the way. But you have come with your kids to this hot and sweaty 
and dusty place because you knew that God could do something for them by getting them away from the world, getting them around a group of people who love the Lord, who want to follow Him. And I thank you for just bringing your children to be in this situation. A few more I want to click through. There's Shay and Drew. I mean, it's crazy the number of connections in our church that come back to camp. There's Maddie. Sydney. That was last summer with Jackson and Jed and Caden. There's Slade and Hounslows. So, these two young people, a long time ago, started out on this journey. And it was just us. And what's crazy is I look back at all these pictures is we've been here long enough to see children, boys and girls become men and women. And it has been a privilege and an honor. Uh, so many of y'all, I'm looking out here and seeing uh, you guys and remember when y'all were just the scrappy little kids. <laughs> and I was the college student or maybe just beyond college doing his best to teach you about Jesus. But it has been a blessing to our family to serve in this, in this role. We've grown and, and gotten older, but it is wonderful to be in partnership with you, with this church family. And I thank you for the support you give. Thank you that we get to be here with you. And thank you that you value the refuge that is Camp Deer Run. One last thing. When I was going through these pictures over the last five to seven, eight years, it's amazing the number of dads that have baptized their kids in the pool. I'll just click through. I love that one of Ross. It is a treasure to see kids come to know God, to see them come before the cross, to learn about Him. And at camp, they're coming into creation, and they just get to look at it. They get to look up at these stars. They get to look at the giant trees. And creation reflects the glory of God. And kids are easily awed, and they will stop and look at it. And they rejoice and have fun. And relationships are formed that last a lifetime. And it is such a blessing to watch all of this transpire. This afternoon, here's a short commercial. At 4.30, you should come back up here. No trailer or teaser that we've shown can do it justice. The stories of faith that you'll hear. This lady right here, her and her husband founded Camp Deer Run. And she's a part of the, the film. And it is awesome to see from the beginning till today how faith is at the center of what's going on in this mission. So come back up here at 4.30 if you would. I'm going to put down the technology and get back to it. You and I have a problem. We're adults. And it kind of stinks. It really does. There's so, much, so many joys about being a child. I want to look at Luke 18. And this was probably a part of your reading, or it will be soon, if you're doing the reading plan. Luke chapter 18, verse 15 through 17. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. 
Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter into it. we got a problem if we're not receiving the kingdom like a child. So I thought about some ways that we could maybe put into practice becoming more like children. So I want you to consider this for this week. Uh, If you're going to take a bath, I want you to take some toys with you. If you're going to go to sleep, a minimum of four stuffed animals in the bed with you. Put on a cape and run across your yard as fast as you can and yell while you're doing it. He's saying no. (laughs) Pick up some markers or crowns and draw an animal. And don't tell yourself you're not any good at it. Just do it. Or lastly, my favorite one is if you have a little kid like four years or under, then I challenge you for one hour this week to follow him around and just do whatever he does. Exactly. Now, these are probably not the things that really Jesus had in mind when he's saying this. But it's fun to think about kids being kids. But he said, let them come to me. And whoever's not going to receive the kingdom like a child has no part in it. So I was thinking about it then. What is is he talking about? What can we learn from this? And what I was thinking about is the moment that was right, the moment that God said, this is good. What, What was there that's also present with children? So thinking back to the garden before sin, before Satan and sin came and twisted and warped what God had created. Think of that moment. What if that moment... In that moment, the most like them that we ever are is in our first handful of years of life. If that's the most like the existence that Adam and Eve had, is when we're just a little child. And if you think about that and consider it, I think it makes a lot of sense. God looked at that situation and said, this is good. I like this. And Adam and Eve were in the garden with their father, dependent on him. So... During those young years of life, we are extremely dependent on the one who's caring for us. Extremely dependent. We are creators and builders. Like a child creates. They build. And they don't look at what they've done and and tear it apart like we would. They're not proud or cynical. And they're content to just play and be. To eat and sleep while they trust in the care of the one that they're depending on. Man, that is good. And how can we be more like that as adults? So as I consider the garden and I think about children, that's kind of what I want us to ponder on this morning, just for a second. Just think about this analogy. Think about the fact that I'm an adult, and I have grown cynical and critical, and I have a lot of ideas that I think are good. I have a lot of ideas that I think are bad. But I... I'm always thinking because I'm an adult and I'm trying to figure stuff out. So there's three things that I think we could embody more as God's people that children and also Adam and Eve in the garden, they had. Number one, they were unashamed. They were unashamed. And when I think about that situation, it's awkward to mention, but they were naked and they were unashamed. That's so weird. But that is exactly what it is with the little kid. They don't know the difference. Unashamed. 
pure, innocent, unashamed. So when I think about that, I think about being unashamed of my father. As a kid, being in awe of your father. And I know not everyone maybe had an earthly father that they felt this way. You do have a heavenly one that you can. But for me, I was in awe of my dad. He was a football coach for 30 years, a big, strong guy. And you know how kids kind of get after it with each other, saying, like, my dad could beat up your dad? My dad could have beat up your dad. I feel that way still. But I was excited to talk to people about my dad and what he did and who he was because he was a football coach, and that was so cool. And so I loved to get to talk about him. And I was not ashamed in any way of who my father was or what he did or what he asked of me. I was excited to talk about him. Look at Psalm 33 and think about our Father in heaven. And think about a child. Psalm 33, verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. In other words, let all the people of the world be in awe of God. It was something I love about the kids at camp. They're in creation, most of them coming out of the city, and they are in awe of what he's made. From the smallest little critters they'll find, to the giant trees, to the awesome stars at night. Kids are easily awed. Josiah had a birthday a couple months ago. It was October. You like how I had to think about that for a second? It was October. I know what his birthday is. And uh, so it was kind of cold. But we did a critter hunt. And we go outside, and the boys are kind of having trouble finding stuff. So I just started turning things over. And we started finding these frogs that were probably hibernating and so mad that we were flipping these things over. But every boy ends up with like five, you know, three or four frogs in their Ziploc bag along with some other things. And those were their party favors. So I don't know what that says about us, but we were unashamed of that as well. But the, the boys, like, they were so ready to just get into it and dig into it. There was no shame in, like, we're just all about finding these frogs and then looking at these frogs. And uh, my dad came and brought his skull collection. It's weird, I know. Um, we have started our own skull collection as well. But, and they laid them out, and I loved it because they got to, it was an antelope, but a kid yelled, it's a cantaloupe. <laughs> he was a little confused. But kids are in awe of what they see and what they touch and what they smell. And I think we should be that way a lot more. But we're kinda, we kind of hold back as adults. We don't want to let our guard down and really just be excited about something. But you and I should work on being unashamed. And the last thing I thought about, kids are unashamed to cry and to run straight to their parents' arms. Unashamed to cry. But how many of us, especially guys, you try to fight that back. You don't want anybody to see that you have any break in your strength. That's not like a child at all. And that is not what God desires in us. We ought to be able to run to him and cry out, help me, Father, I don't know what to do. Because we are dependent on him. So the first thing, we could be unashamed. And the second is utterly dependent upon God. To trust in the care of the one that we can depend on. Flip over to Proverbs chapter 3. One of my favorite verses. Proverbs chapter 3. 
5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. To be dependent upon him is to fully trust in him and to stop being so wise and smart in our own eyes. But seek him and what he desires. I think this is incredibly important for us. And maybe this is the crux of the whole issue is that we are proud. We are proud. As adults, we have grown to know a whole lot. And we have ideas about how things should go, how things should happen. We have our opinions. But instead of depending on God and trusting in Him and placing it before Him and allowing Him to be who He is in our life, that's the picture of a child, dependent on the one caring for them. So I really think that we've got to think and search through our own life and heart. How can I place myself more in his hands and humble myself before God, just like a child would to their parent to take care of them? Because he is the one caring for us. You know, I was thinking about a lamb, a a small lamb, and it will not lay down if it's not in comfort. Once it's comfortable, it will lay down. And so this scripture of um, you make me lie down beside still waters, it kind of starts to give a picture because a lamb is a child. It's just a small creature. We should lie down in the comfort, knowing and trusting we are dependent upon God and being willing to live in that. And every time that I try to take control, that I try to strive to do something, 100% I'm going to wind up Worn out, anxious, and probably a little depressed because I don't have it all under control. And I didn't have to be ashamed about that because my father has it in control. And he is working for the good of those who love him. He is our provider. So when I think about someone being unashamed and totally dependent, it's a picture of freedom that I long for. If you think about a child... They are free to just be, to be who they are, to play, to exist in this wonderful um, situation where they are cared for and loved, and they're not ashamed of it. That is a beautiful thing. And so the third thing, unashamed, dependent, and free. When I think about Adam and Eve in the garden, they were free, free to be with God, free to be with all these animals. They were free, and they had to do some work because God took Adam and placed him in the garden, is what Genesis tells us, to work it and care for it. But that work must have been enjoyable work. So freedom to me is being unhindered, unimpeded, no image or profile to uphold. I think social media is wrecking y'all because I'm not on it. (laughs) Wrecking whoever's on it because you have an image to uphold. And I can understand that without having that social media that we all kind of have a persona that we have to uphold. That's how we exist. But that is not like that of a child who is free to just be who they are. Some things I love about children is their questions. I mean, you guys that are teachers, I don't know how you do it because it's just coming at you all over the place. But kids are questioners. They want to learn. Kids explore. You know, if I think about 
a young boy, what he really wants to do is go see what's just over that next hill. Even if that is just like right over there. He wants to explore. The creative side. You know, have you felt the freedom to create something? To just try to draw something? To try to do something? Recently, I started trying to learn how to do some wood carving. And it, I've got some terrible carvings down in my shop. Awful. But it has been fun to try something new and to just feel free to go for it. So often, as adults, we're not like a child. We have a hundred reasons why we shouldn't go for it. And it's holding us back from going out there and accomplishing what God wants us to. Because we ought to be unashamed, dependent on Him for strength and wisdom, and totally free to go do what He has asked us to do. So when I think about the ramifications of all of this, what if we as God's children were truly unleashed and unshackled to go be kids in this community, children of God, unashamed of Him, free but totally dependent on Him to provide what we need to honor Him, to show Him to this community. It's a beautiful thing to think about. I love Psalm 119, and it says in verse 32, I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. Now here's the truth of the matter. Satan hates all of this, and his lies are directly attacking our hearts in regards to shame, in regards to striving to do everything in our strength. And he wants to see us to uh, be enslaved, to be held back, to not be free. And we have got to recognize in John 10, Jesus said, the thief has come to kill and steal and destroy. Meaning he wants to take your identity as God's child from you. Which he can't take it from you, but you can give it away. You can let him knock you down so much, or you can go in your own strength and try to accomplish good things so much so that you lose out on this image of what it would be like to be in the garden with God. So in conclusion, I want you to think about this. Those children that were coming to Jesus, they wanted to be with him. And they just kept coming so much so that the apostles are like, time out. We can't do this, guys. He's got some other things to do and places to be. But Jesus said, no, let them come. So if you come to him, his arms are wide open. And he's saying, come here, child, and be with me. But when I think about the statement, those who do not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. If I just think about that statement, how are we receiving the kingdom of God? And I want to close with this thought. Do you look forward to that return that we sang about in There's a Stirring? Are you looking forward to when Jesus comes back with great expectations? Are you receiving the kingdom now like a child would receive a gift? Think about your kids on Christmas morning, the anticipation leading up to that. They're counting down the days. For me, I'm thinking about the de- the kids arriving to camp and the anticipation there is for the list to be posted so they can run to their bunk. It is a joyful thing to be a child expecting something, looking forward to it, not worried about it, so ready because I don't have to be ashamed. I am dependent on Jesus' blood. I cannot enter the kingdom of heaven without it. 
It's only through him. And I am totally free because of what he's done for me. So you may be here this morning and you may realize you you do have a problem. And it might be that you don't know Jesus and you haven't been united to him in baptism. And you need to become one of his children. In a moment, you can have that opportunity. You may be here and you may be an adult who has been following Jesus for years, I mean decades, but you're realizing that you've been doing it in your own strength. I pray that everyone, whether you come down front or stay where you are, can just search your heart and think about your Father in heaven and His love for you and the good thing that it is that we get to be His children. However we can serve you, why don't you come as we stand and sing.